Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Criminalia. This season, as you may know, we're talking about witchcraft and alchemy and what may or may not have become of those who have practiced those arts throughout the ages. Today, we're serving up the case of alchemy with a side of lies. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. We have told the stories of Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa and George Honauer, but we haven't really talked a lot about alchemy yet this season. So it is time to talk about William Butler's claim to fame. William Butler was born in Western Ireland in County Clare in either 1534 or 1535. And perhaps one of the most interesting and curious things about him from his early life comes from rumors that he had been kidnapped by pirates as a child and was then sold to the Pasha of Tunis. Is it true? Uh, It makes for a really good story. But it is true that he became a fellow of Clare College of the University of Cambridge, and according to archivist Jude Brimmer, that he was known to his peers as a remarkable physician. 
But perhaps one of the most remarkable things about his life is none of that, but instead that he claimed he had discovered an alchemical substance called the Philosopher's Stone. We'll investigate that. Neither Roger Boyle, considered the father of modern chemistry, nor Sir Isaac Newton were able to do so, and those minds most certainly tried. Though he used the title doctor, Butler didn't actually have a formal medical or doctoral degree. His reputation as a physician and scientist preceded him among the medical community, and no one seems to have questioned it. We found one source that reports he had acted as physician to King James I. Yeah, there were definitely different rules about what qualified you as a doctor then. But again, he seems to have done no actual study of the area. (laughs) He just hung out a shingle and went for it. It is well documented, and we should emphasize it is well documented, that Butler was quite an eccentric man. And he was, let's call it imaginative in his work. It is reported that Butler once, quote, revived a man suffering from an accidental opium overdose by placing him in the chest cavity of a recently slaughtered cow and cured another patient of a fever by having him thrown off a balcony into the Thames. One thing we have regarding Butler that we don't often get is his private correspondence and other texts that he penned, offering a peek into his inner thoughts. Those documents are now part of the archives of Clare College, and some of that correspondence, though, is clearly meant for his patients, but others dealt with politics, and there were some writings about alchemy. There are mundane communications, too, like asking fellow alumni to donate to their alma mater. His letters, which were unsent, are said to, quote, show great wit, humor, and a fondness for classical and biblical quotation, switching frequently between English, Latin, and Greek. He also appears wonderfully free with his insults. In one case, he brands an unnamed executor an ass and brazen-faced liar. But he doesn't really talk about the Philosopher's Stone in his correspondence, at least not that we know of. One of the earliest accounts of Butler on the record about the discovery was actually given by a Flemish chemical physician and alchemist named Jan Baptista van Helmont in his compendium called the Ortus Medicinae. His book includes an argument for incorporating ideas from alchemy slash chemistry into medical theory and practice, an approach that Butler seemed to be practicing as physician slash alchemist. But this was an idea that had not yet caught on among the science and medical communities. Van Helmont also writes about having befriended, and this is interesting, a, quote, certain Irishman called Butler. And he mentions metallic and chemical properties of Butler's, quote, certain little stone. Butler's claim about the Philosopher's Stone happened at the same time that alchemists were beginning to try to decipher text written by other alchemists in an effort to understand not just the writings inside, but the symbols each alchemist used and whether or not their experiments did or did not work. When Butler's achievement began to circulate, Other alchemists, eager to know about the ingredients and methods he used, dove into his research and results to prove or disprove his claim. You can think of this kind of like peer-review scientists would do today. If he was right, then that knowledge should be shared and it would be validated. But if he was not right, he had pretty much wasted everyone's time. So we're going to take a break now for a word from our sponsor. But when we return, we'll get into why alchemy was 
and is still often looked upon as a pseudoscience. Hey everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family, like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. 
Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about the work of alchemists and some more about the legendary Philosopher's Stone. So the idea of magical transformations, for instance, using heat to turn sand into glass, wasn't a mind-blowing idea during the Middle Ages and during the early modern period. Archaeological evidence suggests that glassmaking was discovered roughly 4,000 years ago, maybe even longer, in the regions of eastern Mesopotamia and in Egypt. Flour into bread, grapes into wine, this idea of morphing one element into another, like I said, not new. So the idea of turning lead into gold or maybe silver was actually totally conceivable. From the birth of alchemy around 300 BCE to the birth of modern chemistry in the very early 1700s, alchemists worked in the philosophical and physical worlds. Philosophically, the practice of alchemy sought the transformation of the self in pursuit of spiritual refinement. This was a very crucial component, and it was believed that you couldn't perform an earthly transformation without first mastering a spiritual one. The physical world of alchemy focused on converting one material into another of higher value. But to do this, alchemists, in addition to needing to have transcended their uh, philosophical ways, (laughs) also needed one very specific thing, that Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone, though, wasn't the only goal of alchemists, but it was one of the most sought-after materials. It was believed among Western alchemists at the time that there was a yet-to-be-discovered substance called the tincture or the powder, and I'm quoting those. It was sought because it was supposed to be able to transform base metals into precious metals. And the example that we always give of this is they could turn lead into gold. Alchemists also believe that an elixir of life could be derived from the tincture. So in general, alchemists believe that the Philosopher's Stone could cure illnesses, give you immortality, or at least prolong your life, and bring about spiritual revival. It was written that, quote, all infirmities might be cured, human life prolonged to its utmost limits, and mankind preserved in health and strength of body and mind, clearness and vigor. All wounds are healed by it without difficulty, and it is the best and surest remedy against poisons. So being the one to discover it would be huge. And the practice of alchemy may have been looked upon as pseudoscience, but its practice was absolutely not a waste of time. We've kind of referenced this before on the show. The accomplishments may be downplayed over the centuries, but many alchemists were also pretty good scientists. While they were performing their experiments, they discovered quite a lot of important things. They discovered acids, alkalis, alcohols, and salts. We can thank those who practiced it for distillation, laudanum, which is a tincture of opium, oil paints, and inks, and the list goes on and on. In the mid-1600s, for instance, Mary Sidney discovered invisible ink, and we still use her recipe today. Alchemist Hennig Brand isolated phosphorus from urine around 1669, and his technique was actually used for more than 100 years. Butler lived during a period commonly known as the Scientific Revolution, which was during the 16th and 17th centuries. And the practice and advancement of alchemy was impactful as part of that time. Early developments in astronomy, biology, chemistry, mathematics, and physics during the early modern period are what led to the emergence of modern science. Alchemy spawned the field of chemistry 
And it also brought forth the fields of pharmacology and metallurgy. It advanced agricultural techniques as well. It's safe to argue that alchemists helped create modern sciences. The idea of the Philosopher's Stone wasn't a new idea circulated by Western alchemists. It was quite old. It was first described in Alexandrian and Arabian writings in the early 9th century. And Abu Musa Jabir ibn Hayyan is considered the father of the practice. Jabir authored volumes of works known as the Jabirian Corpus. And the works that survive today mainly discuss alchemy, with elements of chemistry, magic, and Shiite religious philosophy. Included topics range from astronomy and astrology, botany, cosmology, medicine, pharmacology, and zoology to logic, metaphysics, and even grammar. His writings are the oldest known classifications of chemical substances, as well as an early instruction on how to derive inorganic compounds, such as baking soda, from organic compounds, such as blood or gasoline. He's also credited with the discovery of sulfuric acid. And it should be noted that Jabir is thought by some modern scholars to actually be a pseudonym that was used by an entire school of Shiite alchemists who were practicing and writing in the late 9th and early 10th centuries. Whether it was solo or group work, no one was able to create the Philosopher's Stone. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor here. And when we return, we'll talk about how Butler created his certain little stone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's get down to business. Who exactly debunked Butler's claim? Let's first talk about how this magic in alchemy was thought to work, at least in the Western world. It may be that the Philosopher's Stone wasn't a stone at all. Maybe it was a powder or maybe it was a fluid. It's been described in texts as a powder, possibly red, blue, white, yellow, or black in color. No one could decide, but no one has seen it. So I suppose pick your favorite color and go with it. It's either pink or purple. (laughs) It's all black. (laughs) It is called a stone. We are quoting from early alchemy records. Not because it is like a stone, but only because by virtue of its fixed nature and that it resists the actions of fire as successfully as any stone. Some alchemists made notes about how the philosopher's stone might taste or smell. In the 16th century, von Helmont describes it as, quote, yellow, the color of saffron, in the form of a heavy powder with a brilliancy like glass. Bernard Palissy, a potter, hydraulics engineer, and alchemist, thought that fossils were the philosopher's stone, giving creatures, quote, true immortality. Renaissance alchemist, physician, and occultist Paracelsus went the other way. He described it as a solid and dark red object. Generally, though, according to David Braffman and Rhiannon Knoll of the Rare Books Department at the Getty, it was considered to be the, quote, universal solvent that controlled how all physical matter bonded. They have another description of the stone, this one from a historical manuscript that says that it is red mercury. That's vermilion paint. Aside from the failures to discover this stone, or not stone, alchemy had a bit of a PR problem. That problem was in the form of the snake oil salesman. There was no shortage of fake alchemists or fraudsters selling miracle cures and con men promising a tincture that would grant you eternal life. Although it was becoming aligned with fraud, that's actually not why alchemy was illegal in most European countries between the Middle Ages and the early modern period. Primarily, it was because of these two problems. So first, there was the Catholic Church. During this period in history, the Catholic Church viewed alchemists with suspicion, and those who practiced were ultimately condemned for heresy. Second, some alchemy sentiment was not because it might be blasphemous. It was because rulers were afraid that if they did figure out how to transmute base metals into gold, that would then undermine the gold standard in Europe and completely destabilize the power structures that kept them at the top. 
So in order to continue their work, many alchemists used aliases, and they wrote in secret languages, codes, and symbols. In the early days of alchemy, the astronomical signs of the planets were also used as symbols among them, though eventually each alchemist created their own set of secret symbols. And Holly's about to tell you how cool those symbols could be. Larry Principi, professor of the history of science and technology and a professor of chemistry at Johns Hopkins University, explains alchemists' writings as something like this. Because they were secretive, you could expect that an alchemist would obscure the ingredients list of a recipe they were formulating. So say that they used the ingredient ammonium chloride, which is a white volatile salt. According to Principi, an alchemist might refer to it in text or in illustrations as a white eagle, because an eagle flies just the way the salt volatizes. Tricky, right? But there's no record that Butler actually wrote a recipe. He just had a vague explanation that didn't even include secret symbols, and he'd allegedly shared his concept with Van Helmont. But it wasn't his writing or symbology or lack thereof that became his undoing. I'm going to jump us ahead a decade to a man named Henry Oldenburg, a German who was living in England when he joins our story here. Henry found himself with a recipe for Butler's Philosopher's Stone secured by a French scientist. The recipe wasn't really legit. It was an attempt to recreate Van Helmont's vague instructions from his book. Henry shared the recipe with Robert Boyle, who was interested in the processes and texts of alchemy. The most detailed description of Butler's work, though, is not this recipe. It is actually a letter that's written as eyewitness testimony, and it includes verifiable names, dates, and locations. That letter was written by Boyle's sister, Catherine, Lady Ranala. Catherine was well-known and regarded for her insights into science and medicine and religion and politics as well. Butler's story is well told, but like we said, it is not told firsthand. Written in 1659, this letter explained the information that Catherine had about Butler's work and how it came directly from the well-respected Irish physician and chemist Daniel Higgins. When she contacted him, she had found out that Higgins actually knew Butler personally. Right. Actually, the two men had shared a house, Higgins told Catherine, and they'd worked together. Every night, they would melt and refine lead in an attempt to create pure silver. One night, Butler sent Higgins on an errand at the end of a specific chemical process that was happening. And that also happened to be the night that Butler claimed to have discovered the Philosopher's Stone. Higgins, it turns out, did not run that errand. He spied on Butler instead, but later admitted that despite watching closely from outside the window, he never actually saw the Philosopher's Stone. I, know. I love that it all comes down to one guy peeping. <laughs> right? just, and he didn't get it right anyway. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Uh, <laughs> and Butler's fate in all of this? He was actually arrested on forgery, although it doesn't appear that he served any time. We don't even know if he was punished, but we do know that he was absolutely not sentenced to execution. And that's because Dr. William Butler died at sea in a shipwreck while on a passage to Spain that was on January 29th, 1617. But he lives on as an important person in Irish history. In the Compendium of Irish Biography, comprising sketches of distinguished Irishmen and of eminent persons connected with Ireland by office or by their writings, 
That's one book. It's written by Alfred <laughs> Webb. Go you. Uh, and in that, Butler is described as, quote, a well-known alchemist, the pretended discoverer of the Philosopher's Stone, and of a powder for bringing the dead to life. On that note, Maria, would you like to join me in the cauldron? I would love to join you in the cauldron, Holly. Let me let me uh, pull up his duel. Oh, there were so many things that I debated about on this one in terms of how to approach it. This one seems like it would be tricky. Well, I almost wanted to create something called a certain little stone, but that wasn't really <laughs> conjuring any ideas for me. And then I decided that I wanted to start with Butler's Irish identity. And so it starts with Irish whiskey. And it's uh, called Lead into Gold mm -hmm. because you are transmogrifying dark things into slightly brighter things. Which <laughs> but it's really a very simple cocktail. It has one ingredient that you don't normally find in a cocktail, but is very common in most households. And it turned out way more delicious than I expected. <laughs> you know, you could have just come in and handed me a glass of red wine and looked at me and said, grapes into wine. And I would have been grapes like, into wine. Right, here's, no, here's our no, drink. we must, we must be more creative than that. Okay. So lead into gold is really simple. You do your two ounces of Irish whiskey, one ounce of lemon juice, and one ounce of butter pecan syrup. Oh, that's unexpected. I told you. I will say for this, this is one where I would highly recommend if it is available to you and within your means to buy one of the nicer butter pecan syrups. Mm. This is not to rip on any of your standard ones in the grocery store, but they usually, their sweetness in my experience overwhelms the, the nutty note. Mm -hmm. And if you get a nicer one, you usually get a little bit more of that actual pecan flavor. So that's why, because we want that. So you're going to put that in a shaker, shake it with ice, strain it over ice, and then just top it with a little ginger ale. You can garnish it with a lemon peel if you want. I didn't want to because I really like the smell of it. <laughs> it smells like butter pecan. You smell the butter pecan more than you taste it because the lemon juice balances it out so it's not like drinking syrup. <laughs> what ends up happening is you get that nice, you know, like whis a, the whiskey bite, but it's tempered. And the ginger ale helps soften all of that. But then there is this like other layer of that nut flavor that just makes it feel sort of more expansive and beautiful. And so, um, you know, maybe if William Butler had focused on making a cocktail instead of an imaginary stone, <laughs> he would have been happy with something like this. Sure. I mean, it could have been a fluid, <laughs> if, you know. It could have worked. <laughs> I almost did um, a drink that would be a pain in the neck and people I don't think would like to make it called a Pousse Cafe where you do the layered colors with different oh, cordials. Yeah. They're a pain in the neck. I love making them, but they're not like something you mm -hmm. can just bang out really quickly. You have to be really careful and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So this is why we ended up with lead into gold, which is a more delicious sip anyway. To do a mocktail version of this is easy as pie. In lieu of Irish whiskey, I would do very, very strongly steeped black tea. Beyond that, everything else is the same. It's still your lemon juice, your butter pecan syrup, and your ginger ale. Easy peasy. Yeah, no kidding. Super yumzos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now like, I need to make a shot version of this for something. Um, right? My goodness, what a good idea. Just a little quick hit. Well, yeah, right? Delicious. I have plans. Um, 
I don't really like a lot of sweet things. And I'm always afraid that it's going to be too sweet. But your advice from earlier makes sense to me. So I will be on the lookout for something perhaps a little less cloying, I guess, would be the... Less corn syrup, more actual sugar. Yeah, Yeah. more flavor. Ooh, a good butter pecan syrup from like a a good producer is mm, Mm -hmm. mm, delicious. Right, because it's the real flavor. We hope you have enjoyed the real flavor of this episode. (laughs) Um, It at least did not end in a horrible place like some of them have this season. Finally. Right. And uh, a drink that's pretty delightful and easy to throw together. So we thank you so much for spending this time with us. And we hope that we have you right back with us next week because there's there's more Philosopher's Stone alchemy witchcraft action to go on and we'll be right here to deliver it. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com.